Hey, all right, everyone. This is episode number 11 of Heal Thyself Podcast. I'm Dr. Gonzalez, your favorite podcaster of all time, I hope. Um, today is going to be really good. We have a really good knowledge bomb, first and foremost. And then we'll be going into a product review of which we're using all the time, especially if you're cooking or eating salads. I don't want to give it away yet. And then uh, a super special guest who's going to drop some bombs herself. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right, everyone, today's knowledge bomb is going to be on supplement quality. Why is this important? Because everyone takes supplements on some level. It's a $17 billion industry. Why is this important? Because it's loosely regulated by the FDA, so there's a huge spectrum in quality. Sometimes supplements can even be so synthetic that they don't even work. I have many patients in my career who have came and with a bag, and then they just dump it on the desk, and they go, Dr. G, what about this? What about this? What about this? And I'm looking at it. I'm like, where did they get these supplements? Because they're so low quality. And that's because it's in my head. But people aren't aware of sourcing. People aren't aware of fillers and certifications and standardization. So I'm here to empower you. Here's what you have to look for when you buy supplements. So first and foremost, let's understand how it's regulated. The FDA doesn't consider it food or drugs, so it's already a loose regulation. It's based on the Dietary Supplemental Health Education Act. And what that just says is that manufacturers must following labeling standards. So they have to tell you about the, how many capsules are in there, dosages, ingredients, location of where it was manufactured or distributed. You'll see that's a standardization of all the supplements when you look at it. But that also gives manufacturers free reign to basically make the most outrageous claims about quality or potency or, or how it'll change your life because there's no regulation in that. There's also no regulation about how it is manufactured or purity or quality. That's not a good thing because that means that me and my childhood friend can go in our basement, get some capsules, put some baking soda, uh, put a little lead or mercury in there, bottle it up really nice with a fancy label, and then sell it online to people who will buy it and will say it'll get you shredded and you'll lose weight. Um, and that is the supplement industry in a nutshell. Very few and far between will you find high-quality supplements. So what we see is that information is so scarce on safety and testing, and manufacturers don't even have to demonstrate any safety uh, before putting it out to the public, as I mentioned. Remember, natural is not always safe by any means. Right? Just because you see it at the CVS um, aisle or the Walmart shelf doesn't mean that it's safe. Uh, s let me attest to that, or let me tell you a little more. In 2015, the New York State Attorney General Office issued an investigation to retailers. They went to GNC, Walmart, Walgreens, Target, and all of these places received a cease and desist letter to stop selling these multiple products. Why? because this was the quote of the attorney general. Contamination, substitution, and falsely labeling herbal products constitute deceptive business practices, and more importantly, present considerable health risks for consumers. What happened was the attorney general investigated 24 products across these stores via DNA analysis. They looked for echinacea, garlic, ginkgo biloba, ginseng, salt, palmetto, St. John's wort, valerian. All but five contained no DNA from the herb that was being claimed. Or on top of that, they presented with even foreign substances inside of it. That's crazy. Five contained wheat, two contained beans. What the hell are beans doing in herb supplements? Um, many of the allergens that were found were not even labeled. Guess who was the worst offender? Walmart. I'm making new enemies on this show every day now that I think about it. But guess who's the worst offender? Walmart. It was the worst by far. Um, it was 0 for 6 on the testing. So an expert on the supplement safety uh, study uh, out of Harvard said that the results were so extreme that it was hard to accept. Uh, we also see it in 2013. Uh, this study was piggybacked off of that. In Canada, basically 44 supplements tested, only one out of three passed. That's kind of alarming. So now you see how big the spectrum of commercial supplements are, what they're like. So what do we do? How do we empower ourselves? What do we look for? Number one, NSF certified. What this means is that it's a public health and safety organization. It's independent. It's third-party tested. 
and it certifies what's in the bottle. It also shows a toxicology review, so it shows that the formula is safe, and it has a contaminant review. This is to ensure products don't contain any undeclared ingredients like they found on the testing, uh, on the New York State investigation test. Any, any undeclared ingredients or any unacceptable levels and contaminants, all right? So they don't rely on the company data. data. They take the supplements, they take the products, and they test it themselves in their own labs, and then they come out with um, their results. So you can find it at nsf.org. There's a supplement and vitamin certification section, and basically you would scroll down, and you can even see companies that pass the test and this is always a good rule of thumb. Look, check out the companies on it. See if your supplement falls into that. There's other third-party testing labs like the U.S. Uh, Pharmacopeia, USP, or Consumer Labs. They're also third-party certifications that um, many supplements have. GMP certified. This is good manufacturing practices. And basically, these are guidelines that provide a system to process procedures and documentation that all show that what you're getting has identity, strength, composition, quality, purity that they claim on the label. They want to make sure that this is a true supplement. It's not what me and Joe Bubblegum were making in the basement and putting out there, right? So it's got to be a good quality supplement. And the NSF certification, basically, they, they clear that with GMP requirements too. So they register independently GMP um, certifications as well. If you're asking a company, if you will call them up, ask them for a certificate of analysis. This will give you raw material purity. You'll know that they're using clean materials from the get-go. And um, each test independent is, is tested independently and then shows purity. And then what you would see on the certificate of analysis is mold levels, fungus levels, pesticide levels, heavy metals, et cetera, to know that you're getting a good quality. So these are things already you want to start looking for. And also therapeutic dosing. What you'll see is supplements have such low, low doses of X, Y, and Z. And then sometimes you'll see something called a proprietary blend. And in that blend, you'll have 25, 30, 40 different ingredients with a dosage of like, let's say 600 milligrams, right? So 600 milligrams divided by 40 is going to give you how many milligrams of, let's say, turmeric. That's concerning. And that's a tactic that's used. And many of these companies hide behind the fact that they say, you know, uh, we don't want to give away our little proprietary blend. The problem is, is that, you know, it's also adulterating therapeutic dosing. We don't, we don't know what we're getting. Um, so yeah, a lot of these supplement companies aren't even using enough potency in these ingredients to do re really much in the body. So this is where naturopathic doctors, functional doctors come in and they can really guide you into showing, no, you know, you're presenting with this, this is really going to help you at this dose. Um, and also forms. Uh, let's say, for example, magnesium. Well, if you're having issues with your muscles or sleep and you think magnesium can help, well, there's a lot of supplements that are going to say they they're going to claim to be helping with sleep or muscle pain. And it'll be the form magnesium oxide, which is helpful if you're constipated, doesn't poorly absorbed. So you have to make sure about the forms too. So because no one else is watching out for you, this is something that you have to empower yourself and do. Um, and then you have other ingredients too, like binders, right? That when you look in the bottom, it says other ingredients has binders, different colors, the capsules, what, what, what they're made out of. And you want to make sure there's no food dyes, sugars, preservatives. Really, the other ingredients section should be maybe three to five um, ingredients. Uh, some of them, like Centrum, have food coloring and the other ingredients, which we know uh, from the last show is just can wreak havoc on health. And lastly, I want to make a note that be very careful where you're going, right? If you're going to Walgreens, Walmart, Target, um, sometimes Costco, if you're going to these commercial places, you kind of have to be weary about the quality that you're going to get, right? Or CVS or things like that. Because traditionally, they're just going to be getting poor quality supplements. Whereas you can go to some place like even Whole Foods or like um, Sprouts, I don't really trust Trader Joe's to be honest, but Whole Foods and Sprouts, they have better quality, third-party tested brands that are taking a little bit better care for you. And be careful with Amazon, right? Amazon is, an, is, a, is a counterfeit cornucopia. It's a huge industry on Amazon. So we want to make sure that you're not getting one something counterfeit. I mean, I've had a patient come to me and she's like, I found this stuff on, on Amazon 
And I opened it up. I already knew from the packaging it was a little off. I opened it up and I took a picture. It's on my Instagram. Go scroll on it. Um, the real one versus the one bought on Amazon. It's the same exact packaging. The numbers look the same. It was crazy. But to see the capsules be completely different and to see it was counterfeit. So if 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 you're going on Amazon, please make sure that you know that the company that's selling it and you've called the company and it's direct from them and or just work with your naturopathic doctor or functional doctor. I have my own store that I give people on DMs that they can get stuff to. That's beautiful. Most of, let's say, vitamin C is going to come from China or India, right? And that's not a good thing, right? Because traditionally they're made in toxic and unsanitary conditions and 90% of the vitamin C is going to be coming from uh, substrates that are genetically modified like corn, and if you have an allergy to corn or you just want to stay away from GMOs, stop getting vitamin C from India and China. How do we know if it's coming from India and China? Research and look for it and you'll find it. Um, yeah, supplements are traditionally not cheap. So if you're getting vitamin C for $4, you better question that vitamin C. They're, they're, you're going to put it, you put a little money in your health, make sure you're getting good quality. All right. And there's lines of professional brands that naturopathic or functional doctors use. Those are tend to be the best and high quality. So Ask the doctors out there. Ask what they use and how, how it can better your health. Look, that was my knowledge bomb. Now you know how to look for supplements. Now you know what to, what, to, what to read for, what to research for. Now you can go to CVS or Whole Foods and be an empowered consumer. This is what I do. I'm here for the people. Let's move on. Hey, everyone. Today's product review is going to be on something that um, I've used all my life. Um, I love the flavor of it. And um, yeah, it's, it, it makes every dish just a little bit better. It's olive oil. How can I not talk about it? Because it's part of everyone's diet for the most part. Um, I don't necessarily overdo it. I add a little bit here and there. I eat a lot of nuts and seeds, so I'm making sure that I get good fats. But olive oil is pretty cool. I really do like it. Um, I want to just talk about the spectrum in olive oil quality. I remember when I was back in med school, I went to... One of my friends, he was he was Italian, and he went to Sicily, and he, he went there for two weeks. And I end up back at his house as soon as he like one of the first days he comes back, and he didn't have an accent, you know. And he was you know he was from Long Island, and all of a sudden he goes, "Hey, Cristiano, I'm gonna make you some uh, pizza," and I go, uh, "Okay, uh, where where this accent come from?" And uh, I'm like, I would like some vegan pizza. And he goes, yeah, vegano. Uh, it was, it, for me, it was very funny. But he brings out this meal and he, he brought back some olive oil from Sicily. And I, I go and eat it and it was like olive oil I've never had. It was incredible. <laughs> I, felt, I felt healthy. I felt strong. I felt energized because every single one of my taste buds was happy because... It was pure olive oil, straight from the farm. Little farm is his known as farm in Italy. And it was incredible. And I've never had olive oil like that. And I never did again. I searched for it. So it showed me the spectrum of quality in olive oil. Because it's there's a there's a big spectrum, right? Um, first and foremost, I tell people we shouldn't be cooking with it in any more than low heat. Um, it's a delicate oil. It breaks down pretty fast. It oxidizes. And we should be using other oils in high heat. I put up a post about this a while ago. So yeah, it's easy to find. Just look up the smoke points for uh, oils. Anyway, um, olive oil, like I said, there's a huge spectrum impurity. Um, like other products, it can make a lot of claims, right? It can use a lot of buzzwords. Natural, extra virgin, all this beautiful stuff, right? And you go, oh, look, that's very clean. Oh, from Spain, Ooh, from the Mediterranean. Oh, from the southern coast. The thing is this. A lot of those, those countries that you hear that sound so exotic and clean, well, the country of origin really, a lot of the time is just where it was bottled. Usually it was made in a lot cheaper areas um, and bottled in those countries. So first and foremost, just keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, oils can have many other fillers, especially the conventional and low-grade ones. There's different colorants and other oils inside of it. The problem with it being mixed with other oils is that we know the importance of staying away from GMOs. We know the importance of what glyphosate is. I talk about it every dang episode. So if they're adding or 
or cutting it with canola, right? Or adding soybean oil or adding other anti-inflammatory oils, right? What we know is that that can adulterate the olive oil that we're trying to get, the pure olive oil. So UC Davis did a study, and what they found was that there was poor quality and inconsistency in the top-selling oils in America. A bunch of them, too. What they found was California Olive Ranch, Cobram Estate, Lucini, Colavita, Star, Bertoli, Filippo Berrio, which I have right here with me, Pompeii, all of them across the board failed miserably. Why? Is because there was it wasn't pure, it was mixed, it was contaminated, it didn't it didn't follow any of their stringent um, criteria. So you know you go to the store and you buy olive oil because you're making this salad for a dinner party and. And you think you're going to get olive oil, but you're getting olive oil, a little bit of corn oil, a little bit of canola oil, maybe a little bit of soy oil. You're getting some contaminants in there, some pesticides, right? And it's concentrated, and you're putting it in your teenager's food, in your kid's food, and your loved one's food. So why not just make a better choice? Let's talk about it. Different types of olive oil, unrefined. So unrefined tends to be more high in antioxidants and uh, less inflammatory, anti-inflammatory compounds. It's higher in anti-inflammatory compounds. And then the refined one, well, there's more processing, right? So it loses that really olivey flavor and it's chemical or temperature treated, but it doesn't have those really good um, nutrients that that we, we take olive oil in for. And extra virgin olive oil basically has a lowest level of something called oleic acid. And that is the thing that really tastes closest to the original, what it is. Uh, there is a governing body called the International Olive Oil Council that uses stringent criteria to make sure that there's purity and there's scientific testing. So already a rule of thumb is if you're buying olive oil, check to see if it, it passes the stringent testing of the International Olive Oil Council. My first one that I want to bring up was one of the ones that I mentioned that failed miserably in the UC Davis test, and it's Filippo Berio, extra virgin olive oil. I've seen this. I mean, when I went to the supermarket, I go, yeah, I've seen this one before. But like I said, this is the same thing as the other ones that you're finding, Bertoli, um, Pompeii, Lucha, Colavita, California, Olive Ranch. What now they're doing is now they're starting to or, um, put the organic label on their, on their product because they know after this study, they've been called out really loudly. So again, this we know what they found in this. It didn't pass a test, not pure, cut with other oils. So there's no reason to, to buy this. I mean, and it's in plastic, and I talk about plastic all the time. Um, yeah, so that now we know some brands to stay away from, but I want to really praise another brand, Bragg's, which is known for their uh, apple cider vinegar. I guess that's what they got famous for. And uh, actually, they're both naturopaths, Patricia Bragg and Paul Bragg. But they have a really good olive oil because it's, they say, the world's finest organic olive oil. Eh, you know, it wasn't better than my friend Nick's olive oil that he brought back from Sicily, but it's pretty good. It has a USDA organic label, which is really important because now it's ensuring us that there's no canola oil, no soy oil, no corn oil, and I feel better. That makes me feel good, right? Because if I'm adding olive oil to my salad or tempeh or whatever I'm using it for, I don't have to worry about it being cut with anything else. And that's really important. This passes the International Olive Oil Council's stringent standards. Um, and they, they're proud of it. You go to the website and it says it in big letters. So yeah, um, really important. Just look for, again, rule of thumb, look for your olive oil to be organic. Look for your olive oil. If you do a little bit of research, if, if they pass if they pass the International um, Olive Oil Council. Because remember, this is a concentrated product, and we have to, we have to be careful with concentrated things, right? Because we have the, te the tendency for concentration of pesticides, right? Concentration of metals, concentration of other adulterants. That, that's, that's what we're being vulnerable to. So yeah, that was my olive oil review. Um, most of us use it. I don't have too much of it, but I use it. It's there. It'll last me. I like olive oil. I love, actually, I love olive oil from Sicily. Yeah, Nick, if you're listening to this um, podcast, please bring back some olive oil and, and give it to your old friend. All right, that was a product review. Let's go into this, uh, let's go into this special guest. I can't wait. All right, we're ready for our special guest. This person is very special, and I'll tell you why. She's about to blow everyone's minds with this convo. Her name is the one, the only, Alyssa Love. 
Hi. How are you? I'm <laughs> great. How are you? Thank you for coming to the show. Yeah, I'm super excited. I really do have many questions for you. Oh, I can't wait to hear. Yeah, but <laughs> but we were we were we were chatting and and I always let the audience know that on this show the conversations are never scripted. Mm-hmm. We don't even sit down and talk about let's go here, then let's go here. Because we talked about how important it is to have an organic conversation. Everything you do is organic. Everything I do is organic. <laughs> I talked about the importance of, of doing that because there's authenticity. Um, there's, there's, there's things that we don't even anticipate being said. And like, how do we feel about So I think I like how that unfolds. And yeah. I thought about you and, you know, you're a very authentic guest. And uh, I, I see your work, everything you're doing. But, um, yeah, let's get, get into it. I want to I bring up one thing. We went to eat. Mm-hmm. That's where we met uh, a few months ago or like a month ago. And there was, there was a question going around the table about like basically what we do for our health or what is our number one thing we do for self-care. And yeah. I, said, I said my thing about like rituals and self-time. Right. But you said, and this one blew me away, about the importance <laughs> of tracking your cycle. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, what? I was like, I, I never heard anyone say that in my life. But... Um, once I learned a little bit more about that, that blew me away. So can you please tell me what is so, what, what is it with that? Tell me yeah. all about it. My favorite thing to talk about. Okay, I, I knew. Yeah. See, I knew where to start. I knew, I knew what you wanted to say, so. Yeah, so, I mean, I probably started tracking my cycle only like several years ago, right? So it's still newer-ish for me. Um, but once I started, I mean, I would always track it to be like, okay, when am I going to be bleeding, you know? Um, but once I started to understand that it's not just our cycle as far as like the days that we're bleeding, it's actually the entire 28-day cycle, right, that women go through. Um, and actually, it's funny because I was talking to my partner about it, how even though like women are internally experiencing this cycle, it's actually mirrored in so many other cycles that everyone is going to be experiencing, right? So the moon, the seasons, like even the days, they all have this same, these same like phases that we go through, right? And so for women, we're experiencing it like internally and hormonally. And each of these phases of the cycle, there's four phases. Like we can like get really into it if you want. Oh, to. we're gonna. <laughs> okay. We're gonna. <laughs> so each of them have a different energy. It has to do with where you're body is, but also it's, it's like the energetic side of it, like the spiritual side of it. Right. So when you start to understand how to work with those cycles and with your flow, not just your flow, but like your, your own natural, like ebb and flows of your energy and your body and your, your everything, right. It literally transforms your life because you're living in flow in sync with this nature that is like in you, right? It's, it's your own essence. And we're not taught that. We're taught, especially as women, I mean, I know men, of course, have a lot of their own conditioning, but we're taught to live this very kind of linear life um, where it's like the whole idea of just like always building, 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 right? Always producing, get from point A to point B, Right. And that's not really how nature is. It's not how life is. I mean, nothing, you know, there's like no straight lines in nature, they say. Right. Um, Everything is a cycle. And that's how we're built as well. You know, and so once you kind of surrender to your own nature, I mean, it opens up so many doors for you. It it releases so much stress, so much um, just of that, like conditioning of how you should be. And you get to really discover who you are. Mm-hmm. That, that's incredible. I never <laughs> once in my life or medical training heard yeah. anyone describe something like that. And um, our friend Ali, our mutual friend Ali, alluded to some of these conversations. And I was so intrigued because I'm like, oh, we need to talk about this. Yeah. And most of this audience is female. Right. So, you know, we're empowering everyone, but there's, there's really a lot of things that I believe females are in the dark about. Yeah. Medically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, whatever it is. Yeah. So the beautiful thing you said and and sort of mirrors everything that I say is aligning with nature. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not just talking about eating closest to nature, but it's everything else. Yes. Right? Yeah. What, if you observe nature, what does it do that you're not doing? 
right? Cycling right. Right, up and down, left right. and right. So um, aligning with that. Now, you said something about four phases. Yes. So, you know, if we're, if we're really comparing it to nature, um, I think the easiest way to describe the phases is with the seasons, right? So we have spring, summer, fall, and winter, right? So for a woman, her spring phase is also going to be aligning with the maiden, right? So that energy, that archetype of the maiden, right? Like the young, vibrant girl, right? So that's kind of the energy that you feel in the springtime, right? If you think about springtime, it's like everything's like new and blooming. It's like a a clean slate. This comes generally for for women like the days just after they stop bleeding for about a week. And then, you know, then that transitions right into the summer phase. So that that springtime is like the most vibrant, like exciting, everything feels new. But this also aligns with the moon of the time just after the dark moon, just after the new moon, mm-hmm. right? As the moon starts to wax, like you can tap into that energy as well in that time, right? So if you're following like the moon, you can tap into the energy of creating something new, right? So like springtime, it's all about like dreaming, having ideas, like creating a clean slate, spring cleaning, right? Like all Mm -hmm. these kinds of themes, right? As a collective and energetically, that's what's happening around the new moon, right? Um, But women are going to experience it more intensely if they're, you know, in alignment with their cycle, right? And even for women that don't bleed, it doesn't mean that they aren't having this happen as well. Do you know what I mean? It's still energetically happening. So then from there, it moves into summer, and that's like the week around ovulation, right? And that's when it's like the mother is the archetype, right? So it's all about creation and like bringing things to fruition. This is also when, you know, you're going to feel the most, like right now I'm in my summer phase. Like I'm okay to be on camera. Like Mm -hmm. I want to talk a lot. I'm like more outgoing, um, and so this is the time that you want to like actually bring your creations out. You want to be producing, right? So these first two phases are actually really aligned with the masculine energy. Um, and when I say that, it's like, we all have feminine masculine energy within us, right? Whether you're male or female. So it's about like balancing the two, right? So these two phases are really, um, what's the word like respected or like revered, I guess, Um, you know, if you think about it, like women are the most, like society values women the most when they're in these phases of life. I understand. It it aligns with our patriarchal society. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Us men are happiest in in those phases. Right. Right. Like you love the young, vibrant woman. You love the mother. For sure. You know, like they serve a purpose. Yeah. And then what, you know? And then it's kind of like thrown out after that. Mm -hmm. Like once a woman goes through menopause, that's not talked about. You know what I mean? Once the woman is in the like older wise woman or like crone phase, a lot of people get triggered by the word crone Mm -hmm. because they feel like it it has like this bad connotation and it's kind of like what we've turned, you know, it's like women are discarded at that time. And I think even men at that point of life, like the way that they're, treated as a little different, but, you know, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. So, um, so after that spring and summer phase, you move into fall, right? And that's, that's the pre, or that's right after ovulation, right? right? So your hormones take a total dive, right? Your estrogen just like drops like crazy. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it's like, I'm an introvert, you know? <laughs> and like most women I know, Right. Um, but what ends up happening is because our energy is down, our brain gets foggy, um, you know, we're, we're more introverted. Like this is not really like there's no purpose for that. Right. Like right. In, in our society, in our society. Right. right? Yeah. It's kind of looked at as like you're no good now. Mm-hmm. You need to be producing. You need to be showing up. You need to be like all these things. Um, but the beautiful side of it is because our energy is low because our brain is foggy. Like it's forcing us to go inward and it's actually our most intuitive phase, right? So this is, 
it's it's so funny because this is the phase that aligns most with menopause and that phase of life, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that because so many women aren't tuning into the beauty of that phase and they're actually just resisting it, it's making their transition into that time of life so much more difficult as well because they haven't learned how to really embrace that part of their being and their essence. Throughout their whole life. Throughout their whole life. Like we have this opportunity every 28 days. We literally have a week every 28 days to like practice that energy if you think about it. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then from there, you know, you move into winter, which is about like letting go and restoring. And that's the time, you know, the the PMS or like the days that you're bleeding, right? Mm -hmm. And this is most women's like least favorite time, but it can actually be so beautiful if you surrender to the energy of it rather than pushing against it, which is what most people do. They have to show up every day, right? They have to be at work. They have to be on it for their family or whatever, right? And they don't give themselves that opportunity to go inward and to really, um, you know, like get the the advantages of this and the beauty of yeah. that part of the cycle. Yeah. And those are the phases that are aligned with the feminine energy. And I, I think that because we're so disconnected from those phases, we're actually like very disconnected from the true feminine energy that we have and that like is literally accessible to us all the time, right? Mm, that's, I've never, like I said, I've never heard anything like that. Um <laughs> Because, you know, you go to school and you just learn about the phases and hormones. Right. You see some graphs. You know what goes on in right. a female body. And then you go, oh, I know the cycle. Yeah. And it's so embarrassing, too, when yeah. you're in school learning these things, right? Yeah. It's very like, oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not like, talked about. Especially when you're younger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, but how does this then, and I think it is so incredible to hear this. Like I said, it's my first time. How does this translate to your energy then? Let's say in the spring phase, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Are you are you saying, all right, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I want to create. Is that sort of yeah. how it happens for you? So what I've ended up doing is literally aligning my life with my cycle, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is why we scheduled this today. Oh, I know. Like, <laughs> I know. I wanted to get you a week earlier. Yeah. But, but you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, like it doesn't mean, because here's what I did in the beginning when I started tracking everything. I, um, I, I got like really crazy about it. And I was like, I can't do anything after day 14. Like I'm done. I'm in my room by myself meditating, you know? (laughs) And I think it's okay to kind of go to the other side, the other extreme for a little while to really like understand it in your body. But then of course, like there's, you know, you have to come to the place where you find that balance and you're like, okay, I still have to do things. Mm -hmm. You know, I I can't only do things on certain days, but when you can, work your schedule in certain ways to to kind of support that. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially as like an entrepreneur or whatever, if, if you can build your business around that, that's like freaking incredible. And that's what you do. Yeah, because it's, I mean, I believe that's part of the feminine paradigm. And as everything is kind of shifting in the way that we work and that we exchange energy just as a collective, right? Um, you know, like the jobs are changing. Like this, it's it's opening up that opportunity for women to also bring this paradigm, this feminine paradigm of like honoring their bodies into the mix. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, what was the question? So in the spring, in the spring, <laughs> in the spring, you'll... Yeah, okay. So in the spring, it's all about, I mean, for me, it feels like a rebirth every time. Because in the winter, it's it's like things have been let go. That's when you're literally like releasing energetically and physically mm-hmm. the, the things that are not serving you, right? You're shedding a layer so that you can be reborn. So you feel like brand new. You feel excited about things. This is when it's great to like plan, right? It's great to... Um, kind of like write things down, create your plan, create your schedule or whatever it is, like your your game plan. Um, you feel super creative, you know, it's time to like start creating. Yeah. Yeah. And then the summer comes. 
and the then summer phase, yeah. And, and, and how does that affect you? Like, what do you do? That's when you like execute. You know, yeah. that's when you like really show up. That's when you want to schedule podcasts yeah. <laughs> or like parties yeah, yeah. or running around and just yeah. being there out out in the uh, in the open. Yeah, and like for me, generally, this is also these two phases is when I'm creating the most, mm-hmm. right? And I almost feel like I can create more. I have more energy. So I kind of like create enough that I have things like taken care of for the fall and the winter. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. so you can do a little extra because it's like in you to do that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then you kind of have like these reserves so that you can also chill and still have like, you know, whatever it is. Like getting for ready the for a hibernation kind of. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So so then the summer is done, right? And then what? Yeah. So then I mean like the days right after ovulation, your estrogen dips like it goes through a really harsh dip. Like mm-hmm. there's the first three days is like, I don't even want to talk to anybody. You know, it's like I can be like grouchy if I push right. myself too right. much. Um, so, and it's different for everyone, even though there's like definitely like the four phases and and all of that. Like you kind of have to feel it in your own body, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's. I think one of the beautiful parts about working with the cycle, because it forces you to not just be like, okay, day one is this, day two is that. Yeah, because it doesn't go that way. We don't always follow the exact days. And it's. I see that also just in my field, right? Everyone wants to follow the exact, um, oh, but it says two, but it says three. I should take four. Right. You know, like, why don't we listen to how you feel, right? Yeah. Or I should be eating this food. Why don't we listen to how it affects you? Because yeah. there's no there's no just standardization of anything, right? So right. I always encourage people in whatever we're working on physical, mental, emotional, spiritual is to feel first and use that as yeah. your compass. Yeah. Um, so then the latter part of it, are you meditating, just um, at home, resting? So or, I'm definitely or, moving slower. Mm-hmm. Um, I still like do calls and all of that in my like fall phase. But I don't do I don't do client calls or anything like that when I'm bleeding. So that's the only thing that changes in that sense. Um, I'm definitely so this is a funny thing though, because when you're experiencing this phase and it's also winter, yeah, or it's cold out or whatever, it's it's kind of like amplified. Yeah. Versus like right now, when I go th- now that it's like springtime, it's warm, it's nice out. When I'm in my fall and winter phase, it's not as extreme. Yeah. So I'm still like just feeling into it, you know? Yeah. Um, and day by day being like, how do I feel like showing up? You know, I mean, it's it's such an amazing way to create that relationship with your body to where you're actually asking like, what do I need today? Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely taking so many naps in those phases. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, many. yeah, yeah. Hibernation, yeah. Right? yeah, sort of like yeah. hibernation. Really interesting is women who don't listen to these cycles when their phase of menopause comes. Because I, I mean, I've worked with women with menopause, yeah. and ninety percent of the women, really, almost not, we'll say nine out of ten women, it's just it's just the most rough ride from going into that into yeah. when they're in it and then stopping it. It's just there's no smooth sailing. You hardly right. see that. Um, and, you know, it could be that, you know, you're just not listening to your body and really taking those nature cues that are happening. Yeah. I mean, I think it's so many, so many things. It's definitely, that's a huge part of it. And that we haven't listened to that part of our cycle and, and found kind of reverence yeah. for that phase um, we've almost seen it as like something to fear, something to just like get over with, like, mm-hmm. oh God, I can't wait for this to be over, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, rather than really like sitting in the discomfort and finding the beauty in that. Yeah. We so. had a few weeks ago, uh, her name is Dr. Jolene Brighton, and she came in here and she spoke about um, what happens after the pill. You take the pill. But she's oh, very yeah. passionate about working with her cycle too. Yeah. Um, she didn't go into it energetically the way you are, but she did mention that when each phase comes, uh, aligning it with, you know, 
oh, I can, this is when I, I'm doing my podcast, this is when I do presentations, right? right You're just right. very out there, outspoken. She sort of alluded to that. So yeah. it's, it, it's really, again, something that is just so, for some reason, it resonates with me. Maybe, yeah. maybe obviously, I'm not a woman, but <laughs> maybe one day I have a partner. Yeah. And well, maybe, and that's the thing. Like, how important it is for men to understand this as well, because... I mean, yeah, you're experiencing this in your own way, energetically through the seasons and the moon. Yeah. But just the way that you relate to women, right? And and when you have a partner and when you, you know, like I was talking about this to my partner, like literally it it has brought us so much closer. And like I've never experienced a relationship like that where you can be understood down to that, that yeah. like depth, you know. Yeah. And it's it's really incredible to have that understanding and that acceptance, right? Whereas I think a lot of men are like, oh, I don't want to like hear about that. I, that's your thing. You do that. Or, you know, or they just don't get it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like most guys were like, oh, well, she's on her period now. So, you know. Yeah, watch out. Yeah, watch out. <laughs> my wife, my girl. And, yeah. And, 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 but we don't even, you see how detached we are from nature or cycles and it's so intriguing to me as a man, okay, well, women have these cycles that they, they align with. They can. They always have every month an opportunity yeah. to align with most women. Then then us as men, what do, what do we have? You know, like yeah. I want a cycle to follow. Yeah. Um, but I do notice, I do notice the power of what seasons do for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sensitive to that stuff. And yeah. winter and fall, I'm just, my vibe is just completely different. Totally, totally. Yeah, and so maybe... Our, our our cycles are not month to month, but maybe it's just spread out over right. time. But um, getting. But to if you think about it, even if you wanted to kind of just play with it and see how you feel with the moon cycles, yeah, because the moon is every twenty eight days. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. You can kind of play with that energy, and I know a lot of people that use that in their manifesting. Yeah. Because each of these phases align with manifestation work as well. Yeah. I mean. Literally cycles. I mean, I can relate it to like everything. Yeah, but you've been the queen of putting it on everything. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so I'm assuming that manifestation parts are in the beginning or like the maiden phase, right? Like mm-hmm. putting everything together and then executing in the mother phase, right? I guess the maiden or springtime would be about like writing the intentions, yeah, yeah. dreaming, being like, okay, what do I Visualization. want? Visualization, right? And then the the summer or the mother is about like executing, you know, like taking action towards that, um, whatever that looks like for you, you know, based on what you're manifesting. Yeah. And then the fall is is taking inventory, right? And kind of seeing like what worked, what didn't work, um, what's in alignment, what isn't in alignment. And then the winter would be about letting it go, surrendering it. How beautiful it can be if every month uh, a woman can reflect. She takes time to reflect. Mm-hmm. I, and that that like I said, that coincides with so much because I talk about rituals every day yeah, yeah. because the importance of reflecting on what the heck is going on in my life, right? Right? And, right. And is in is it serving me? Is this person or place or thing or situation serving me? Do I let it go? You know? Yeah. And and I would really love to empower women to just do this and and take the time and whatever phase you don't even have if you don't want to do rituals every day. Go with your cycles. And then when you're going inward, right. go inward. For real, go inward. Right. Take inventory and see if you could change things. Yeah. Don't serve you. Something that I notice with um, the days like right before, like those PMS days, right? Um, which I don't even like to call it that anymore. It has such a like negative connotation. And I feel like you don't have to experience those symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the symptoms that a lot of women have is they have a lot of negative thoughts come up at that time, like right before they bleed. It's like, and I remember literally being like, why does this happen? Like every time I'd be like, what is my life? Like, what is this world? Like, I hate everything. Mm -hmm. I hate everybody. Mm -hmm. Like nothing's going right. And then the next day I'd start bleeding and I'd be like, oh yeah, that's what happens. I remember. But what's really happening is these things are bubbling up to the surface for you to release. So when you can recognize that, yeah, I'm having all this negative stuff come up, instead of seeing it as negative and like attaching to it 
and kind of like running with the story that it tells, you can just witness it and be like, oh, goody, like I'm going to bleed this out soon. You know, I'm going to like be able to let this go. Here's an opportunity for me for it to bubble up and to let go. Yeah. Man. Yeah, 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 we're ju- we're just we're just so far behind as men, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting to know you, getting to know your partner definitely brings me back grounded and listening to nature yeah. and listening to what my cues are. You know, um, I I was just talking to you both about when we were out and seeing seeing your partner just stopping eating in the middle of his meal and like leaving food on his plate. I said, yeah. hey, "You're not going to finish that," and because me, I'm like, "Oh, I'll eat your food," like you know, right? And He's like, no, I'm good. And I was like, it kind of hit me because he's listening to his body. He's listening right. to exactly what intuitively he's feeling. Yeah. Right. And yeah. we, we think we're smarter than the body so much, right? Right. And we, we measure all these things and we have all the like, you all, know. All the fun tools and kits. And yeah. we go against all our own cycles in nature. Yeah. And who knows to what extent that manifests as, in sickness for people, you know? Yeah. Whether it's mental, emotional, or physical, because um, it's all it's all one. Absolutely. I mean, I I really believe that there's a spiritual or metaphysical reason for every ache, pain, mm-hmm. illness, anything. You yeah. know that there's not that that's the only reason for it, but I, I believe that there's always something that you can learn from it as well. Yeah. Every cancer patient that I talk to, we talk about traumas, and you know, have you not let go of something? We try to go in on that, you know, and all of a sudden I put on my mental health hat, you know, because it's important. That's part of the pie for all diseases. True holistic idea. How do we we just let that go, right? Because I've seen people healthy across the board, right? Mountain biking and eating the best, eating the best, you know, diet, and they're still sick. Right. Until they until they forgive. Let yeah. go, you know, release, forgive themselves, forgive others. Yeah. And whatever effect that has on people, whether physically, mentally, emotionally, it's it's incredible the transformation once you can do that. Yeah. And it's a release. Yeah. Maybe for men we have our own way of releasing. I mean, and I know for me that was something that was kind of like what initiated me into the spiritual path was I was always trying to lose weight. Yeah. Right. Like that was like my thing. I could not figure it out. I mean, I also had like I totally had body dysmorphia and like disordered eating and all of that coupled with it. But like my only intention was ever to lose weight, right? And I literally, I mean, I literally starved myself, was working out multiple times a day and like, why won't it go away, you know? Until I started to look at like the spiritual reason behind it. And, you know, I mean, with anything, whether it's an illness or excess weight or energetic blocks, like there's always a reason that it's actually serving us, right? So for excess weight, as example, um, as an example, it's kind of like a protection in a way, mm-hmm. right? So I see like with a lot of the women I work with, they've had like trauma or they're super empathic. They don't know how to filter the energy. Um, and so they literally like hold this protective armor on them and and then they curse it and they try to just get rid of it. And even if they do something that helps them to release the weight and, you know, they they lose it for a little bit of time, it always comes back because they didn't heal the reason that it was there in the first place. Yeah, I vibe with that. Yeah. And and we curse the body so much for mm-hmm. manifesting, you know, it's it's keeping us alive. Right. Right. And it's it's keep it's protecting us. Yeah. Um, and there's an innate intelligence of it knowing exactly what to do. Yeah. But yeah. we think we're so smart, right? And we're like, no, I'm going to curse this or I'm just going right. to suppress this. Yeah. Right? Ignore this. Yeah. Um, real, that's, that's incredible that you do that with your clients, right? Yeah. Yeah. Really go into the deep parts of it. So I had this one client who had a really hard time because, you know, what I do, it's like all about body love and body acceptance, body connection. It's its all the body stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's like love your body, be able to be in tune with it, understand it, yeah. you know, all that stuff. So we were working with her to, because she hated her stretch marks, right? She had like these stretch marks on her stomach and her thighs and it 
was consuming to her, you know, how much she just like wanted them to be gone. Right. And so we went into seeing like, well, when did they appear? Like, when did they first manifest? And she had gone through some really traumatic times in her life, this one one phase in her life where she gained a lot of weight. And at the time, she didn't have any other ways to protect herself or to soothe herself or, you know, to find comfort. Yeah. And so food became her comfort. Her excess weight became her protection, mm-hmm. right? And once we found that like connection because after that was over, she lost the weight, but then was left with the stretch marks. Yeah. And once we found that connection, she had this major breakthrough of like, oh my God, I love these so much. Like really? my body was there for me Yeah. when I didn't know what else to do. You know, nobody else was able to support me. I, I didn't have any other comfort. Like my body was my comfort. Like my body was my protection. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I felt like that was so powerful and something that we have to remember in any, in any pursuit of whether it's weight loss or wellness or success or anything, like all those steps of the journey, all those other things we go through, it, it has so much power and it has a lesson and it has like a purpose, right? And so often we just want to like get to the goal or get to the destination and we don't have gratitude for all the other parts of it, right? The struggles or, right. you know, the times that we weren't in alignment or the things that were hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Living in a world of relativity, we have the ability to see that which is us and that which is not us, right? So in those struggles, like how would you know what your bliss is or, you know, overcoming yeah. struggles without that being there? Yeah. And I bet, you know, I bet that lady at that moment was the first time she had a real relationship with her body. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Okay. I, I think so many of us don't, you know, we the only relationship we have with our body is judgment yeah. or, you know, expectation for it to, why won't you do this for me? Why won't <laughs> you act like this? Why won't you? Yeah, look like this. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, imagine if that was like your partner that you were speaking to that way. Ooh. Or a loved one, yep, you for know? Sure, for sure. And how would you imagine them to treat you? How yeah. would that make them feel, you yeah. know? I say the same thing about everything. Everything in your life yeah. is a relationship. Exactly. Money, food, yeah. body, people, yeah. you know? Uh, so yeah. so I always say, why don't you pay attention to what your wording is based on those things? Right, right. right. Um, for example, like in, in, in relationship with money, if you say money's the root of all evil, you think you're going to attract a man right. or a woman saying the same thing or, yeah. or holding it so tight that it doesn't want to leave or you don't let it leave. Right. You know, what, what man or woman is going to want to stay in your life if you're yeah, you know, suffocating? You're, and, suffocating. Yeah. With all that said, it's so important to establish relationships with all these factors in your life. Like what in my yeah. life can I better my relationship with yeah. and my dialogue with? Yeah. Um, because it's all here for you. You know, it's all part of your creation. Yeah. Yeah. We programmed it this way. <laughs> yeah. So how can you curse yeah. your own beautiful creation? Yeah. Yeah. Whether or not you label it that way. Especially when it's our bodies, like this is our vessel yeah. to experience this existence through. Yeah. And I mean, if, you know, I spent way too long in such a terrible relationship with my body. Yeah. And like, I'm so, and even that was like, I think I caught it young enough, you know, yeah. Um, but so many people, they spend their life with a terrible relationship to their body and completely disconnected from it. And it's like once you heal that relationship and connect deeply with your body, it's it's like life becomes so much more magical and, mm-hmm. and so much more flow and ease and beauty. Yeah. I wonder how much that would even translate to so many other things, right? Like like giving love to your body, have a good relationship with your body. Oh, look, my digestive issues are gone, right? Because yeah. nothing works. We can't find anything on labs. Diet doesn't change it. Yeah. Supplements don't change it. You know, anytime it manifests like that, I'm like, all right, there's something way deeper going on. Yeah. You know, let's let's really work on that relationship. So um, I used to be like allergic to dairy, super sensitive, not like terribly sensitive to gluten, but it would give me issues. Um, and I mean, 
my stomach was like fucked up, yeah. you know? Yeah. Are we cursing on this show? It doesn't matter. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's completely different. Like I can eat dairy now. No problem. Mm-hmm. You know? And it, it's actually, well, I wouldn't say no problem because it's always, always comes down to like the intention behind why I'm eating certain things. Yeah. Right. So I believe that even the cravings that we have, have a message. Right. So I'm all about listening to your body, but if your body's craving something, you also want to ask why, right? Like, why is my body craving that? You know, like, okay, I'm, I'm listening to my body. This is what it wants, but why, you know, is it really to nourish me or is it to numb or is it to, you know, give me something that I feel like I don't already have. Um, And a lot of times we're trying to fill something else and it's really like our soul that needs nourishment Mm -hmm. or another part of us that needs attention. And we're just fulfilling that craving without really diving into the message of it. We had a guest here, uh, Olivia, a few weeks ago or months ago, and she spoke about what are you craving after you're with people? Right? Mm, Are they draining you energetically that you're just like, oh man, I gotta eat something? I don't know why I'm so hungry. I just ate two hours ago. (laughs) But but paying attention to that too. Um, Yeah. But those craving things are really interesting to me because I'm just thinking about blueberries right now. So so that must be (laughs) a nourishing thing. I think I need more nourishment right now. It's been a long day. Um, (laughs) Really awesome, awesome stuff. So um, you work. You have. So so what is it like? if I want to work with you, we reach out and you do one-on-one sessions or monthly sessions, or how does that work for you? Like, Yeah, so I have a couple of different options. I mean, I have a lot of courses that I run every couple of months. I'll have like a group course, a couple of e-courses also. Um, but as far as working one-on-one, I do one-on-one sessions. Uh, I call them soul cleansing sessions. Mm-hmm. So um, from there, we kind of feel each other out and if you wanted to work in a container with me, I have four and six month containers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always start with at least like one one-on-one session because it's a relationship. You know what I mean? You have to f- feel like you both vibe and you both yeah. connect and align. So, yeah, because I'm assuming there's there's a lot of questions for many people who listen. They're like, well, how do I start? What do I do? Um, yeah. What does it mean, this phase? I get it, but what, how do I apply this to my life? Right, so I think that's right. really good that you're supporting these women, you know, yeah. and and making it and doing something you love. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 I love that. I love that you can wake up and go, you know, I'm first of all, I'm listening to myself. I'm following nature. I'm gonna do me. Yeah. And then uh you're also doing something you love. And I preach that so much. Right. Imagine right. going through life sitting in a desk that is draining you? Never have I ever or could I. Like, Forcing, it would, <laughs> yeah, like bumper-to-bumper traffic. Yeah, and the thing yeah. is, bumper-to-bumper, okay, but are you going to do something you love? Right, right. And how many people I've come across yeah. daily, daily, uh, who are just the same type of cycle and race and, yeah, God, how... It's living it, that, like, should life. Yeah. You know, doing all the things you should do. And, again, like so out of touch with your body and like your real needs yeah your real passion real desires yeah, yeah. your your body will protest yeah and it does not, yeah right you look at all these people in these like jobs that they hate and what's happening their bodies are like falling apart you know mm-hmm. and it's a matter of like they're in this job they hate their body's trying to talk to them they're not listening and things are getting worse and worse yeah. and worse and yeah. then they just go get a medication and put a band-aid right. on it Instead right. of being like, hey, body, thank you for communicating with me. Yeah. You know, this pain that's been going on forever. Yeah. What the heck is going on? Like never will I ever just like pop a pill for a headache or something, yeah. right? I used to, like my my parents were very much like, oh my God, you have a little headache here. Take something, yeah. you know, yeah. which of course came from love. But um, I had to decondition that to be like, well, wait, why do I have a headache? Yeah. Oh, I'm thirsty, Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. drink water all day. Like yeah. maybe I should drink water and I'll be okay. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I, went to, <laughs> I had a friend. She's like, I have the worst headache ever, Christian. I was like, Did you drink water? And she's like, No. She drank water. She's like, I feel better. Yeah. I was like, Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but basic stuff like right, yeah, listening can... to your body and seeing these things that we curse symptoms. Right. 
and and seeing them as messages being like, hey, I love exactly. you. I'm going to put this out to you. Yeah. Can you yeah. please just listen to me for a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and asking why, what's going on? Yeah. You know? That's like one of my favorite um, meditations or, or mantras to use is just like hand on the heart and hand on the belly and just say, I love you. I'm listening, mm-hmm. you know, and just repeating that over and over and over and just like feeling the rise and fall of your breath. And it's like, if anybody wants to just start connecting to their body, that is like the most simple way to do it. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there's studies, there's no doubt that we are connected mind body mm-hmm. and there's certain people who can literally focus and change the profile of their immune system. Like this yeah. guy Wim Hof who does yeah. the breathing. Uh, they, they saw that within and that's, like medically impossible, like what's going on here. Right, but, right. But he, with that intention, and it just shows how many layers uh, we don't even know about in our own bodies. Right. And that's pretty incredible to me. So if that man could do something like that, what does it say about our daily dialogue, right? Right, right. Oh, man, like, I, I, here we go again. I'm going to the gym for what? Yeah. It's not working out, you know? Yeah. I don't look good. It doesn't, you right. know, my body, my stomach hurts again. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's all about body love, right? Body love. Yeah, that's where it starts. <laughs> so so, so what are any projects coming up or anything you got? I mean, I definitely have, so I've been feeling like really led to do more in-person stuff. So I have some like events coming up in LA, um, hoping to start teaching some like weekly classes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I always have programs coming out just based on when my womb wants to produce them, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. you're when you're in alignment, they're <sighs> yeah, yeah. When you're in your mother phase, yeah, exactly. Right. So as far as like the the classes and stuff, it's going to be a lot of movement based movement and breath and and infusing like kundalini, um, just to get people to connect with their bodies because you can hear all of this stuff, but if you're not actually like putting it into practice and and you know, it's kind of like, well, okay, I, I should connect to my body. I should listen to it. But I haven't for so long. I don't even know how to start. Yeah. You know, so that kind of just opens up that dialogue and that conversation and that that gentle compassion with your own body. Yeah. And and that's what I love about movement. Yeah. Actually, like whatever it is, Tai Chi, yoga, yeah. Kundalini, whatever yeah. it is, we're, we're ha- it all of a sudden forces us to pay attention to our body. Right. Like, oh, this this pose is tough. Like, what's going on here? Why yeah. is this happening? Yeah. What's happening here in my body? Um, and because we're so easily disconnected. Yeah. Do you find that kundalini is something? I know that you and a few of my friends <laughs> love doing that. So yeah. um, I haven't done it. Oh, my God. Do I need to? Yeah. I'm open. Let's do some kundalini. For real? Yeah. I have no shame. I'll do it right now. No, I won't do it right now, but okay. Okay. but let's do it later. Later. Okay. Yeah. Deal. I, I think I would love to, I mean, people Even rave about like, it. Even just some like, you know, we'll start with some simple stuff. You yeah. Know? And and like my friends who never did it and then they get into doing it, it's it's like, it's over. They're like, what's going on here? Like, yeah. I'm so much more open, intuitive. This is yeah. so powerful. It's a technology. It really yeah. is like, it's, you know, it finds you when you're ready for that next level, you know, yeah. that next layer, I guess I would say. Yeah. And there's there's actually doctors out there who who prescribe it as part of their initial protocol oh, for like mental health. I, I'm going to get her on here. But yeah. she says everyone must do, it's a non-negotiable, yeah. start Kundalini yeah. for, for the first whatever months Amazing. and then continue on. Yeah. But yeah, you know what? That. She She's killing it. She, she changes people's lives. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'd be willing to say that's a major part of it. Super transformative. I would say another thing is um, just intuitive dance. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by like intuitive, I don't mean like interpretive dance, but maybe it will look like that yeah, a little. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just like allowing yourself to move mm-hmm. without caring about how you look, but yeah. caring more about how you feel. Yeah. Right? So like really asking your body how it wants to move. Yeah. I think most practices, including kundalini, which I love, but like yoga or any like, gym exercise or any class, it's somebody leading you in a movement, right? Um, Which can be so beneficial and so beautiful. But to allow yourself to just move for the sake of feeling good and exploring your body and getting in touch with your body, 
it's like a whole new experience, you know? Yeah, I've done, I know I've done that. You yeah. have to, I'm Latin. Yeah. You, you put oh, on yeah. little music and my yeah. body just moves. Right. There's no mental thing. I'm like, oh, where right. did this move come from? Yeah. But I would even say like in that, maybe not as much for you, but f- for me and for, I think a lot of women, we've also been programmed to move in order to look a certain way. For sure. You know? For sure. And so yeah. like letting that go and, you know, doing it like, by yourself in a room, no mirrors, you know, so you're not judging yourself. And like, I mean, I'll move all kinds of weird ways and looking like, I know this doesn't look cute, but that's not what it's about right now. It's not. It's sort of like letting your body guide you. Yeah. And and what an expression that is, right? Yeah. It's all, it's all a beautiful expression of soul. Yeah. I love that. All right. So people have to, (laughs) all right. So this is for the women listening. Follow your phases. Know that your cycles can be the most empowering thing in your life. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Um, we talked about moving and dancing, the power of kundalini. Mm-hmm. And boy, you better start loving your body. Your body is <laughs> your body is the most beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Create relationships, cultivate relationships with your body and everything else around you. Yeah. I think those are the biggest lessons. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I need to start implementing even more of this in my life. I mean, it's always, right? We we're always, always just, we're always expanding. Expansion's yeah. our nature, so. Thank you. Thank you, Alyssa Love, for Thank this you. beautiful podcast. Um, I know you have helped and awakened so many women and men with yeah. this. Just, just our words in, what, 40 minutes. Isn't that crazy? Thank you. Thank you. Everyone, that was a show. Um, I really loved doing that show. It, it was flowing. It was smooth. And I want to thank you all for listening. Of course, like I do every week. And please rate, review, subscribe. Support your boy here. We're doing some big things. I love you all. High vibrations. Goodbye.